You're listening to the Spawn on Me podcast with your host, the captain, Khalif Adams, the Baron of Bourbon, Cicero Holmes, and the man who makes everything look good, Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. Welcome to Bricago, y'all. Welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 300 of our show. Yo, we've had a wonderful week. We've had a wonderful month. Last week, we were rocking super hard at E3. Hanging out with all our wonderful folks. I'm hoping that you all caught some of our content. Hope you all saw all the videos that we put up on our YouTube channel, all the stuff that we kind of gave out to everybody in Bricago as our thank you to all of you for supporting us for all these years. Um, 300 is a big number. Uh, We did not expect to get here this fast, uh, but it's been a wonderful ride. Super excited to uh, see how everything is going to go in the next 300 uh, because all that is um, super dope. I'm I'm super excited for everything we've been able to um, accomplish so far and um, everything that we've kind of culminated in the last couple of years and especially kind of came together at E3. We had a booth on the floor rocking super hard podcasting from there with our friends over at Warcast. Had some big dope names come through. Aaron Greenberg, Tim Schaefer, Robin Hunnicky, Kelly Wallach, a whole bunch of folks who you know and love, who are uh, some new Chicago residents and some old ones as well. Uh, but this week, we have a really dope, dope, dope guest. One of the cats that I've been looking forward to talking to for a very long time. We had a chance to meet during the Twitch Ambassador Summit. Um, it was super dope to kind of be able to um, hang out with him and, and learn a lot uh, while we were together and talk about kind of aspirations and, and stuff like that. Um, Kenny O'Brien unruly rocking with us this afternoon this evening uh super excited to have you rock with us um and i kind of want to jump into the first question really fast is you know give the folks at home a little bit of background about how you started and kind of where you began your journey uh, and let those folks at home uh know how you got your start no for sure We'll, we'll start almost all the way back in the beginning like when i was a young lord um you know um it's just something about uh, video games that attracted to me, like at an early age, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, uh, we'll go say eighties, nineties, baby. And, uh, you know, arcade cabinets were like so cool and so awesome. So, and just there, you know, I, my, I have a family background in music and they try to teach me music, but just video games just caught me. And I, I, I got bit and I, I couldn't put them down. And my dad's like, I'm going to teach you piano. I'm like, okay, am I done? Can I go play Nintendo now? And it was just Nintendo. And uh, growing up, you know, as a kid, like in the eighties and nineties, there was a lot of martial arts. I was big into martial arts. Right. So then all of a sudden fighting games started hitting the scene. And I'm like, I love martial arts. I love Kung Fu. And now there's these games where I get to do it in video game form. And then it just really took me by storm that's when like you know when street fighter came on the scene i used to like man i want to beat up bullies by doing a blanca roll you know <laughs> that was my that was my dream that was like, kind of the things i had when i was a kid like you know like man mess up that bully i'm gonna hit him with the blanca roll and stuff so you know that, that was my thing and then mortal Kombat came in the scene and it was ninjas and i'm like oh my goodness you know and uh, i just and when Mortal Kombat hit, that's when it really like, especially when two hit, that's when I just really got bit. And that's when I just like, I saw all the artwork in the, in the magazines and I just started drawing all the stuff that I saw in Mortal Kombat, you know, like all the characters, Baraka and Sub-Zero. I used to draw them and put them on my folder in school, you know, like how you had oh, this clear folder. Nice. So I'm like, yo, I drew this cool Baraka and I put it right there on my folder and, you know, oh, here's a Shiva and I put it on the other side. <laughs> And it just like, you know, and then my bigger brother, uh, you know, RIP, 
to Luis and he's like, man, your art's so good, man. Like, you know, like you got to do like video game stuff, you know? And he put that little thought in my head and was like, oh man, that'd be great. You know, that'd be so cool because, you know, I used to draw so much and then that kind of led to me like, yeah, maybe I should. And I, I saw, you know, the team when it was Midway, you know, it was like all American made and it was made in Chicago because I had an interest when I was a kid, but I'd read the credits and it was all, you know, names in Japanese names. I'm like, dang, you know, but to start seeing these American companies making games, I'm like, all right, maybe there's a chance. There's a chance. So, you know, I did a lot of drawing. I went to school for like 3D modeling and animation and art and all that. And, uh, you know, it, it led to a good start, a career in level design too. Uh, early on, I did, um, I worked for WayForward and we did a lot of like cool old school Game Boy games. We did some DS games and everything. So uh, it led me to some, it led me there. And like everything, like, you know, sometimes things would fall down, but I would always stay with gaming. I'd always, you know, like, man, this window closed, you know, this door closed, but oh, look, here's another door, you know, here's, um, you know, doing content creation for video games. So I always stayed on it. And um, it was always, I always just made sure to just kind of, stay in that path yeah. that's dope i mean yeah. i love hearing origin stories because yeah. i feel like we all have one that right? we don't necessarily talk about all the time yeah um and it's always fantastic kind of hear you know how people got into their love of video games and how they kind of got into you know being able to love all the things that they love yeah um i know that for me too mortal kombat was my fighter of choice for a right? very long time i remember growing up in the bronx back yeah. in new york and having oh, all the man. arcades because I'm old. Yeah, me too. Having uh, <laughs> playing in the arcades. Yeah, and and having that one on one kind of um, you know person to person battles that you would have. You'd yeah, have your rivals. You'd have your your local rivals. You yeah. have all the cast that you used to kind of roll against. Do you remember those those times too oh, when you were man. kind of starting out in the beginning when oh, you had you know those people that you had to of you know course. get over in the beginning? Yeah, no, that was like number one and i you know and that was me it was just like i wanted to be the kid that put on the good show that like you know would because and it was like it was before twitch and twitch was literally in the arcade standing in the crowd and watching dude this kid is just smoking everybody right and that was my thing you know i i and there was different donut shops. Like I played in different arcades, but like growing up, there was like a donut shop. The donut shop had Mortal Kombat. The 7-Eleven mm. had Mortal Kombat. So I was always going to just these different places and saving my quarters and, you know, and just and playing these games. And it was just, you know, there was always, always rivals. And I remember in high school, uh, there was a liquor store and um, you'll see it soon. Steve's making this awesome video, uh, but it was right there. It was this right by the high school. So all the kids that played fighting games would just congregate there and it would be like, oh man, let's go. Oh, you got this Kano. And it was just, <laughs> it was this competition. And it was just, it was, like you said, it's that one-to-one and right. You don't want to be the guy that breaks the dollar. You know, you, you want to be the guy that just <laughs> sends the guy back to the change machine. And that's what it was. And it was, uh, it was, it, it was a camaraderie. It was like, you know, and I think that's how I, why we're all friends in your video games, because we all had that. We all started from there and we always run into each other in arcades and have that, um, that battle. That's how, you know, Max and Steve became friends. That's how I became friends with Max because we, we were part of the FGC before it wasn't a thing. But it was just, man, this guy's going over here and he's shutting this game down. Oh, dude, let's go play him and stuff. But, man, like growing up in the arcade, we had Family Fun Arcade. And that arcade was like man, like number one for Marvel two and all these other games. And like, 
you know, there was no like no Internet. So like, dude, there's this place called Golfland and they got this guy and he's using this character. <laughs> and like what? And we would do caravans. We do carpools and we would go down to like this arcade to challenge them. And it was it was cool, man. It was like, yo, family fun versus Golfland arcade. And then sometimes it would come oh. there and it was it was awesome, man. And I think that's what I like about your video games, because we're trying to recreate that. We're trying to recreate that that arcade feeling where you're like, oh man, here's Kenny, Steve, you know, Max and Simmons. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, people get to come in and, you know, challenge us and stuff. Do you, do yeah. you have a favorite, do you have a favorite arcade memory? Anything that sticks out in your mind that was like a very favorite special time. moment that you special had? Special moment is it was, I think it was like me and Steve back in the day. And uh, we would play Capcom versus SNK one and two, and we would always be a team. And because, um, like, you know, you could pick your ratio. So me and him would just go in. He'd be Ryu, I'd be Zangief, and we would just tag team. And like, you know, sometimes we'd fight guys, and and I, we'd go everywhere, and like, we'd just do it as a team. So we'd go to different arcades, and there's just been a couple of times um, where you know we'd hold it down. Like sometimes I'd mess up and then Steve would clean up or he would mess up and I would somehow clean up and, you know, just hitting people with the final atomic buster. But I remember liking, <laughs> you know, CVS two, and it was a cool game that we, me and him can play and go to arcades and shut down and stuff. I remember going to an anime expo one time and me and Steve just sat in the machine for hours and me and him were just going at it and taking down all these people. And it was a lot of, it was just fun, man. I think the, the, the team, thing uh with the ratio and cbs2 was a really awesome arcade memory oh my god i think yeah. i think one of my favorite uh arcade memories was i was but there was a spot that i used to go to all the time is in the northeast bronx where i'm yeah. from the spot called the q lounge right yeah. so i had like all these um pool tables in the front and then i had all the arcade stuff in the back so it would be like the perfect place to go right after school you go get your change get your quarters up get on the machine and i remember i had a rival Dang. Had this one cat who whooped my behind uh, all the time on MK2. Yeah. And he got in, it was it was dope because I, I finally got him, I finally beat him, and I dropped my quarter on the table. Yeah. And the most disrespectful thing you could do is when you beat somebody, you just what? leave. Oh no, we used to do that. Oh yo, my it was God. mad disrespectful. You right? used to be like, yo, I'm yo, I bust you behind and I'm out. I'm not even gonna play you no more. I'm dropping my quarter on the machine and I'm dipping out. Oh man, that, that that happened in the East Coast, that happened in the West Coast. I did that too many times with Zangief. Man, I do it like hit him with the final atomic buster. I walked away and boom, yo. dead. I didn't even look back. And man, that was Oh my God, that's arcade 101 from East Coast to West Coast. We've done that. It's like it's like the cheapest pop off, but it's like a pop off nonetheless. <laughs> it's like yo, I'm not even going. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm gonna just dip out on the whole game and just let right? it run. Let somebody else take my quarter. Yeah, no, um, man, we've done, we've done that, man. That that oh, you know, so good. So good. Atomic but Buster out. Be out. Yeah, man. You brought up your video games, which um, a lot of folks, especially in the chat and listening at home, will probably know you from. Yeah. What was the what was the kind of impetus in, in the grouping of that? How did how did all that come to come to be? And how did you kind of become a part of that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we all kind of like I said, we all kind of grew up in uh, this area called Valencia. And there was like a kind of very like I said, we were literally like the FGC and the FGC in Valencia was like 15 people. 
right? Mm. And it was always like um, it was like me, Steve, uh, Max, and Simmons were like buddies. Like Max and Simmons were buddies. Me and Steve were like buddies, and we'd just go to a couple of arcades that were there and like have some crazy matches. And like Steve and Max kind of always became rivals and stuff like that. So they played a lot of different games. I was I was okay in the Street Fighter world, but I, I was always you know hardcore repping mk and you know i had an okay marvel 2 team and stuff but we'd always just run into each other like whether it had been in college or in um the arcades and stuff and um you know and steve like i'd always hang out with steve he's like yo kenny we gotta go to my friend max's house he's got this crazy setup and he's just really good so like like way like way maybe way before your video games I, i went to max's house and um you know, we'd like, I'd just, they'd just be going at it. And like every once in a while I'd get in there and stuff like that. But this was okay. Yo, so we way before your video, maybe even 10 years before your video games. Wow. Like okay. maybe five to 10 years before, uh, you know, that was that, that rivalry was always there. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, Max started doing assist me, but every Thursday we would get together in this gaming house and it was awesome. It was set up. There was two TVs, two couches. And like every Thursday it was like, we'd get together and like, you know, Hey Kenny, we're going to the, the gamer house and we'd play either call of duty. We'd play either a bunch of fighting games. And then, you know, Max started knowing people and we got copies of games kind of early. You know, we had copies of like, call of duty early and be like yo we gotta play this or you know a marvel early and and we'd always go there and like you know we'd always talk and he you know max would always know that oh yeah you know kenny and steve are the big mk guys and stuff and um and then like max started growing and growing and then later on um injustice was coming out because max like you know he's like oh yeah you know i like mortal kombat looks cool but it's just it's just not for me but then injustice was coming out and um you you know he contacted steve he's like dude justice one looks awesome man hey do you want to get together and like you know teach me some mortal Kombat? and you know steve was like yeah man but you know dude you got to invite kenny because you know kenny knows all the lore and all the background (laughs) and you know and max is like oh yeah sure cool man you guys come by and uh, one of the very first i think actually the very first video that we were on like we helped a little bit in the background with some assist me stuff um but yeah, but okay, I'm going to tell a little story, but even going back yeah, before please. then, like I remember I used to work for this one company in, um, in um, Santa Monica and Max was living there at the time and he got a copy of, I think, Marvel like early and like, you know, me and Steve went over and we were playing till like, you know, four in the morning and I literally worked a block and a half down from Max. So we were playing till four in the morning. And, uh, you know, I just knew Max, you know, as a kind of a cool acquaintance, just a fighting game acquaintance, not like, you know, like buddies, like we are now. And we played so much and it was like three, four in the morning. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, Steve, I got to go back to Los Angeles. You know, I got to go back to, I got to go back to the Valley and then I got to go drive back to my work. And I'm like, Hey man, do you think you can ask Max if like I could crash in his couch? I can, you know, I don't know. Him. But then Max, you know, Steve's like, yeah, yeah, let's see. And then Max being the home, he's like, hey, you know, I was like, hey, Steve was like, hey, Kenny, or hey, Max, you know, like Kenny works down the street. Do you think he can crash on his couch? And Max is like, yeah, man, sure, that's cool. Yeah, you know, problem. I'm like, oh my God, it's a lifesaver because I was going to have to drive so far back home and then back in traffic to, um, you know, like back to Santa Monica, but Max was like, yeah, sure. And like, you know, we were just fighting game acquaintances. We weren't like on the the super level we are now. And I'm like, I've been forever grateful for that because literally I crashed on his couch, woke up in the morning and then went to work. 
but yeah, I just wanted to tell that. So I, that's one of my favorite like stories right there. Cause like Max came in clutch right there. Uh, I mean, that's, that. that's the beauty of it though, yeah, right? right? It's like the beauty of the, not only just what you all have done yeah. with um, your video games and everything that's kind of blossomed from that, but also just the, the kind of love of the FGC, right? The FGC yeah. has this very much like we look out for our own, attitude yeah. right it's, it's it's that feeling of being you know part of a bigger group and part of folks who really care about not only the games that they play but the space that they're in yeah talk a little bit about that I, i've always wanted to hear from folks who have been like deeply embedded within the fgc i'm i'm trying to eke my way in uh as an old cat trying to yeah. get in way late um but it's always been something that i've always appreciated being able to see folks who have been in it and seeing those friendships grow and seeing those relationships get bigger and you know now some of the cats who i used to watch when i was you know at least 4 or 5 years ago and yeah. now having kids and all this other stuff you know what's what's the camaraderie been in the kind of the um attitude within the gaming community about kind of making sure that they are kind of keeping themselves together and and making sure that they're you know looking out for each other in those ways yeah, no, like it's it, when one great example is uh, Alex Valle. You know, Alex Valle was an old family fun guy. There's a uh, and there's a lot of dudes like a lot of like the West Coast guys have just been doing really big things. Like Alex Valle would play and and just con- and he just grows now and now he's doing he's in charge of like uh, Wednesday night fights and all this and it's like man that is awesome and now he's become this big figure this big father figure in the yeah. FGC and it's just been fantastic um you know Alex there's um another guy filthy rich who was just back in the day um you know old school arcade FGC guy and um a, a lot of those guys have just been going from there to like other roles in the in the industry and you know still you know, looking out for everyone else. And, and I think to me, that's, what's one of the coolest things that I like. I like seeing these guys um, that just started off just like us, like in the arcade and everything like that, but making um, like helping the FGC grow into a, a, to the next level into these big events. Cause like, um, you know, even with Max, like early on, like when KI was starting, like he wanted, like, I love this game. I want to make this game really work and he we would drive with him so many miles to super arcade to these tournaments oh, to, yeah. to boost it and to help it grow and you know max was like dude i i love ki i'm gonna do whatever i can and he would go down do some tournaments and win and then like oh, all right here's the tournament money and give it back to super arcade because he wanted to support the arcade he wanted to support ki so you know he would take that tournament winning and give it right back and um I think it's just, you know, a lot of these uh, guys that start off early on and now are doing big things. They're just they're doing the things to like keep the arcade and keep the fighting scene going and to keep it strong, mm. you know. And that's why I really appreciate what Alex is doing right now with Wednesday Night Fights. And then you'll see him, you know, when Evo comes and he's doing the thing over there in Vegas as well. And um, you know, it, it is it's it's awesome to see uh, because. I think it's, it's at the end of the day, it's just the, the spirit of competition, that spirit of the one-to-one uh, is is awesome. So, you know, I, I like seeing what these guys are doing. and um, That's a great yeah. story. I yeah. love hearing stuff like that where yeah. it's like, you know, the giving back to the community, which is a thing that I think that, you know, again, the FGC does really, really well when it comes mm-hmm. to 
not only just bringing up new folks in the scene, uh, charity work, which has been mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that's been in that space too. No, for um, sure. So it's it's always been good to hear folks who have like been doing it for a while um, talk about you know just how cool it is. But yeah. I want to yeah. I want to circle back a little bit to about a week ago. Yeah, uh, week you ago. were in L.A. Yeah, yeah, you're in, <laughs> you're in L.A. Uh, we were both in L.A. hanging out at E3. Yeah. What was your E3 like? Like when you go to E3 at yeah. this point to go to the biggest show in the world, what what is the things that you're doing? What is the kind of stuff that you're checking out uh, at the show? Um, depends. Like some years have been super fighting game heavy. And then it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, where do we go? We go here. We go there. This year wasn't so big on fighting games, but I still no matter what, I still love checking out things. And and um, I mean, like my E3 history, I've been going since the announcement of the DS. That's how okay. that's yeah. how long my E3 um, experience has been, and um, usually we try to go like you know when we go with the old video games, we try to have a plan of attack and see what we're doing, and you know it's fun depending on what um, what how it goes like. Depending, if there's not too much for me, I'll usually hang out with JJ, and then me and JJ will go on some swag uh, hunting and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> me and JJ's like, yo, we got we do all this stuff and we hunt together. If it's fighting games, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going here. Like the previous years when NetherRealm was there, and yeah. we got like we were got big enough to go behind closed doors, and like, hey, Kenny, here's the game, and I'm like, okay, hey, um, I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> You know, I, I'll be in the corner if you need me to leave and take a break. But then I'm like when like Injustice 2 was announced and it was only playable behind closed doors and like, hey, Kenny, your video games. Welcome back. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, Craziness, so, right? Yeah. Right. So we would spend like the majority of our time there. Same thing with like when MKX was announced, we were got to, you know, be behind the closed doors and play. Um, but no, every time. Uh, E3 happens. We try to go check out what we're most interested in and, and come uh, come out with a plan of attack. And um, like, all right, we got to get here early. We got to go see this. We got to see that. And um, let's see this year for E3. I mean, the biggest thing um, was to see Final Fantasy, of course. And yeah. uh, for me was uh, was Cyberpunk because I didn't even talk about this yet on the thing because like Cyberpunk, even but like growing up too. There was a lot of fighting games, but then, you know, I had some buddies of mine like, yo, Kenny, yo, there's video games, but guess what? There's a video game that you play with your mind. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, video game you play with your mind? What's that? And he's like, yo, it's called Shadowrun. And, you know, and I'm like, oh. what? So I had a homie introduce me to Shadowrun, like, you know, D&D. And, um, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm a co- you know, I'm with it. Uh, let me try it. And, you know, we made our characters and we played it very much like cyberpunk. There was no magic. So we, they took off all the magic elements of it and we played role playing. So when, um, when they announced cyberpunk, I'm like, yo, let's go, man. Because I love that kind of scene. I love the cyberpunk technology scene and I, I was with it. So that was something I had to check out and it was cool. Now I got a lot of flack. We got a lot of flack on our stream. I'm uh-oh, I'm still uh-oh. very excited for Cyberpunk, but when we went, we saw the thing, and we got we got people got mad at us because we said the presentation was a little boring. I've, you know what though? Like let's let's talk about it for a hot second, yes. right? Because okay, I saw it too. I yeah. saw the behind the closed doors thing, yeah. and it wasn't it was good, 
Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my game of the show. Yeah. Like, it was far from my game of the show. I think I think what it did was, it was weird because the actual gameplay that I saw yeah. didn't didn't necessarily pull me in, like, the first initial one that I saw the year before. Yeah. But what it did was hype me up for the kind of behind the behind the second level stuff, which yeah. is like the um, how you're going to build your character out. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. What, what what was some of the stuff that you that you did like from the from the demo? So uh, we that, saw the one at uh, we didn't do the press press one. We did the the showroom floor, okay, which is like you. you know we didn't get the jacket or it, but we saw that and you know they showed us like. But to me, like I love all that stuff. I, I know I'm still going to enjoy the game, but I think yeah. what happens with these because um, sometimes they don't let you they don't let you play the game. So I think what they have to do because like if you are a super hardcore fan. All that stuff is going to be amazing, right? Like if I saw a presentation and Mortal Kombat and they showed all these features and all this stuff, but didn't show too much of the gameplay, I'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. But as a casual fan, you really got to go in there and you really got to like nail them. This is your thing, right? People waited hours on this. And, you know, some people are hardcore fans. I'm like, oh man, I could do this. I could do that. But like, to me, it's like, you got to nail them. You got to show some of the, the, the cool stuff. You got to pull out a little bit of the Michael Bay and and mm. really show some people, you know, you could show the cool stuff. Cause the same thing with watchdogs, watchdogs, a little, a little bit of that, but you got to go in there because my whole thing was like, we're going to show you the world and we're going to go to this abandoned mall. And I'm like, ah, you know, the abandoned <laughs> mall is a bit on the outskirts <laughs> of the town. Like, you know, put me in a mission that's directly inside this sprawling city with flying cars, you know, pedestrians everywhere, you know, the holograms and all that kind of stuff to put me in that cyberpunk world. You know, what they did is just you go into this abandoned mall and you're going to do this tracking mission. And I'm like, uh, but all the features and everything like that, it, I love it. I, I'm going to be loving, you know, hey, I'm going to put enhancements. I'm going to be doing some stuff where I can bounce bullets off walls and stuff because that was what they were showing a little bit before. And I think it's just you, you got to if you're not going to let people play the game, you got to make them like be like, dang, I really want to play this game. And I think that's what kind of they didn't do like, you know, as a, as a casual, like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond casual, but like you got to you got to get me. You got to get a you got to get the stinger, you know. Right. It's, you, it's, did, it's like a sorry about that. It's like a, no, 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 a, a game don't. trailer or movie trailer. Right. A movie trailer, they could, you know, they they got to get you. They got 30, you know, seconds or a minute to get you. And I think to me, that's just like, oh, hey, he's going to be able to jack in. And he's going to, it was a little too much explanation. And, and yeah. Not, not enough action, a lot of explanation, yeah. right? A lot, a lot of talking. Was, yeah. yeah, they did They did a lot of talking in that in that particular demo. So I, I feel you on that. Was Samurai Showdown at, at E3 this year? Um, it was not, but we got to play it about... Maybe maybe a week before the show because it was coming out so soon. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're gonna skip it because they're literally gonna be coming out like a you know a few days or a week after E three, and like it's gonna be a lot of money just to you know because we're gonna come out. So, but we did get to play it uh, a build. Me, Simmons, and JJ went to uh, the 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 offices and got to play the build, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's cool because it's it takes like what MK is doing now with the footsies and spacing and stuff like that. But now it's like, you know, oh, you make a mistake and you can lose, you know, seventy percent or eighty, you know, fifty percent of your life real quick. But it's it's a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm excited to play uh, some more of it. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped to get my hands on it. I'm a huge Samurai Showdown fan too, so it's like. Seeing that that's making a comeback is 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 going to be real dope. Yeah, no. um, I want to I want to go back again, past E three, yeah. back to the Twitch summit. Yeah, 
Um, so we we both got called down to to come to San Fran. Uh, folks at Twitch, we are now Twitch ambassadors. Woo, woo. Yo, that was a woot woot for all the woo, old woo. people in the back. Um, and it was a great opportunity for for everyone who was involved to be able to kind of um, learn some new stuff and and dig into it. One of the cool things I've I've been able to see uh, you kind of branch out into all these other spaces now, kind of yeah. solo, has been you getting into the streaming game and you getting getting into the solo YouTube game. What's the transition been from kind of moving from still doing some ensemble stuff with the rest of the crew to now doing solo streams and solo content? What's the, what's the feeling been around being able to do that stuff? And and what do you, what are you kind of getting from both that summit that we went to and, yeah. and, and learning on your own doing, no. doing the stuff now. You know, it's cool because like Max has been very supportive. He's always been like, yo man, I want this also to be a platform for all of you guys and everything. And I think too, like I, I want to do more of, you know, I always be yo video games, you know, yo video games for life. Uh, but um, I, I, I want to bring more to the table. I'd love to, you know, grow my channel, you know, now, now getting into commentary a lot more YouTube and Twitch. And I want to bring more to your video games. And I think that's what I've been trying to do with um, branching out and doing a lot of things for me is building my value. So I can be like, Hey, you know, here's all this stuff that I can bring to the table as well. Mm. Not just as uh, Hey, you know, that's the guy that's friends with Max and stuff like that. You know, I'd love to bring, um, a broader audience, um, more knowledge and more content to, uh, the brand itself. Um, you know, I think that's kind of really important to me and, um, you know, so that's, um, and, and also too, also what that is too, is I want to have the brand like branch out a little bit. You know, I try to stream different hours. So, Hey, you know what? Max is not streaming or I can't catch Max during the day, but Hey, you know, you got Kenny, he's streaming from this time and, and to connect and make that yo video games branch grow even further. Right. So Mm. where it's just like, man, you know, um, to just give people more options and more things to do. And, and I think it's cool because I, I think we have all of the crew um, doing that and we just want to make that continue to grow. You know, I want to build up my side to help build up the Yo video games community as well. Yeah. It feels like that stuff is, is, is already happening and working really well. Like yeah. it's been one of the things I love when I come into your chat or come into your streams is like you are universally loved, which I, which I, <laughs> which is dope. It's like uh, you always bring this really fun and good energy to all the spaces that you that you that you're in. Yeah. You know, how how important has it been to kind of cultivate that as part of of not only your 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 community and a part of your brand, but as a person who is, you know, again, trying to move into some solo spaces. Yeah. How important has it been to kind of bring that positivity to to all the stuff that you've been doing? Um, Like, number one, because. We get it from the chat, like, you know, the community, the Yo! Video Games community is like amazing. Like, you know, we have thousands of people in the, in the chat on the weekend and everybody's positive. Everyone's doing good. You know, of course, everyone now and then, you know, there's some people that troll. And, but it's like it is like it's a sea of positivity. And there's a couple of people out there like, hey, you know, but, you know, <laughs> they, they get they get washed real quick. And I think, you know, it to me, it's always you know, that's why the name is unruly. Like I'm a bit crazy. I'm a bit, you know, hyper and live. And I think that's, you know, I just want to bring that positivity 
uh, wherever I go, you know, like another big influence on me is like Tasty Steve, man. Tasty Steve oh, is man. hype incarnate, positivity. You know, wherever you go, you just there's a glow around that guy and of positivity and energy. And I'm like, man, you know, that's what I want to try to bring no matter where I go, you know, because like, man, Tasty Steve is, you know, a prime example of just, you know, hype, positivity energy, you know, good vibes and stuff like that. So that's what I've been trying to do with, uh, with, you know, just my side of the whole thing. And, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, um, the most important, you know, thing to kind of just go around and no matter where you are is, uh, bring those vibes and stuff. So, you know, that's what yeah. I do. Any, any, any good pointers or things like takeaways from that Twitch summit, anything that you, that kind of really stuck with you? Cause I know they had a, it was like a really short amount of time, but yeah. it was a lot of, it was like feature rich with a lot of conversations and a lot of different topics. Was there anything that you kind of have uh, brought home since then and kind of implemented with the stuff that you're already doing? Yeah. You know, like now, uh, um, cause they talked about like, you know, like, you know, what is you, what is your brand? Like what, you know, what can you do that's kind of like different? And like, you know, I, I had to think and I'm like, man, what should I do? Like, you know, I got this thing and I'm like, I want to try to revolve my my streams now more around the community. So now I did things. I'm like, you know what? A lot of people can't make it to um, like local scenes and tournaments and stuff. So I'm like, let me turn my fighting game streams into more of a local scene. You know, let's do day one hmm. days and we're going to do day one days and we're all of us are going to take these new characters that we're going to try to learn and we're all going to test them out on each other and we don't have to worry about losing or getting, you know, beat, you know, we're going to, we're testing out these new characters. Right. And, and uh, we'll, we'll point out, um, you know, like, Oh man, you know, you were kind of doing this wrong. And, um, I think too, it's like, because I, I, the local scene is like where you can really grow. So we do day one, day two, and I'm, I'm turning it more community-based, especially when I do certain uh, streams. I'm like, hey man, you know, day two day, hey, it's main day. Let's go fight with our mains and try to uh, have people, you know, talk and like, oh man, you know, you were, you were losing a little bit to this and, you know, and I think that's what's great about local scenes is like, that's where you kind of learn the best because you have some of the best people like, you know, like in the West Coast. And and now it's turned to like, I, I went there to a couple locals and I had a Nina player. It's like, oh man, you know what you were doing wrong? You were kind of using this move and you should have just not finished the string. You could do this, which is more positive, like put some blocks. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try to make my streams now more community-based and more uh, learning-based. So I think that's what I kind of learned from the summit to kind of keep it different. Because everybody does like, you know, there's a lot of fighting game streams out there. So I'm like, yeah, how can I do this a little bit different? let's make it so we can all learn and kind of grow together. And I think that was a new thing that I kind of learned from that whole summit to change up my stream and to build up the community as well. Yeah. It's been, it's been funky to be able to kind of see how all that is kind of maneuvered and, and, and made your streams even that much different than, yeah. you know, even a couple months ago. Right. It's yeah. like being able to kind of figure out those small things that you could um, figure out to kind of tweak that stuff and also bring value to, the community and community and stuff. What, what's been the thing that you have um, kind of wished or wanted from the Twitch side of things, or at least from the streaming side of things that you like, what, what are some of the goals that you, that you want to kind of hit um, in the next, you know, six months in the next year? No, for sure. Two years. Um, you know, definitely, you know, just growth. Uh, I think the thing that almost everybody wants and everybody, um, 
you know, I'd like to build up the brand and the branch, you know, with YouTube. And, you know, I've been doing my best, like my, like, and, uh, you know, I'll talk about Max a lot, but Max is a friend, but also a, like a mentor, you know, someone I'm like, man, I got to get to his level. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm resting. I'm like, dude, you know, Max would be like going in and making these videos and stuff like that. And I, and I, sometimes that's what people don't see. People just see the top of the mountain. They don't see the person's progression to the top and the work that this person did. And, you know, Max was super level. So I, you know, I try to like, okay, got to be like the homie Max and got to, got to work a little bit more. And I think I, d- I just want to build up the brand. So we have like this yo video games, you know, stronghold, you know, like, you know, <laughs> Kenny's holding it down. He's got all this kind of stuff on his channel. Max has got this going on. Simmons has got all this stuff. And then Steve doing all this kind of thing to just build up the the FGC and as much as we can. So, you know, that I think that's what I'd like, you know, is, you know, grow my brand, of course, but, you know, spread the love for, you know, fighting games and classic games as much as we can, you know, because, you know, Twitch is so much about the Fortnite and the shooting things, but what is so <laughs> proud is what we can do on the weekends. We can get like 10,000 people watching us play rival schools or watching us play like, you know, Alpha 2 or Marvel versus Capcom 2. And I'm like, that's awesome, man. That's what we need more. We need to show some people how cool fighting games are, right? You know, and then I think that's my that's my goal right there. It's been one of the best things I've seen is like one of the things, again, I love about all the different personalities in that Mm -hmm. crew is that you all play off each other so well. Yeah. And it's and it's always been about love and it's always been about, you know, just camaraderie yeah. and, and doing that kind of stuff. Um, and that stuff is filtered down into the work that you're doing on your own. Um, I want to I want to change gears a little bit All and right. talk about just the scene in general. Mm-hmm. What's a, so we just had Combo Breaker that just happened a little while ago. CEO's about to drop fairly soon. What's the do you have a favorite tournament that you like to go to? Um, I mean, I need to go out what's, more. What's the vibe, the, the one that you like? The- well, you know, I, I, I've only been to a, a few, uh, you know, always Evo. Uh, I got invited to um, uh, a few other um, conventions and, it, and um, but like um, I need to go out more. And that's why I've been doing a lot more of, um, of um, commentating because like, you know, I'd love to just uh, travel as much as I can and, you know, spread the the hype and love for my, you know, these fighting games. So, you know, that's why I've always been um, I, um, going on Wednesday night fights. I'm building up a reel. So then I could be like, you know, there's CEO and there's other uh, tournaments and go out there. But uh, always Evo. Evo to me is, uh, I want to do more, but like uh, Evo to me is, um, is, you know, it's like camp, right? And then everybody, <laughs> everybody gets together in this location and we're just hanging out. Uh, and it, it, it is like summer camp and it is, it is amazing to run into everybody. Like whether they're this, the community, whether they just like to spectate, whether they like to play and we all get together and it's, it's awesome, man. It is, it is like a bunch of days of just coming together, playing games, hanging out, uh, just the best way to get back, you know, and hang out with the community. It is, it is so cool because like, you know, um, 
just just people all over the world. And that's the way we get to meet fans from everywhere. You know, there's people as close as Vegas, you know, to Germany that's traveled thousands of miles. And it's so cool, man. It is like a holiday and it is like, you know, a little bit of a family reunion to me. And uh, I love it. So now I want to get more of those family reunions and go to like CEO and to go to all these other combo breakers and stuff like that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just great. You're like, oh man, you know, it's 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 a very good camaraderie, and it's like it's like the old arcade days, you know, like you know where you like. There's a kind of a special friendship that you get from fighting people, you know, really good at fighting games, right? You get this yeah. mutual respect and camaraderie, like you know, like you 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 play Marvel really good, and like these other guys play really good. They're like, yo, what's up? And you know, you go back and forth. That's dope. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm gonna be an Evo newbie nice. this year. This is my first time going to Evo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. be like, yo, Kenny. Yeah. I'm gonna be hitting you up in your DMs Let's like, go. yo, Kenny. Like, what is the first thing I need to do? Like, if you were to give a newbie yeah. some advice on what they should do on their first Evo, oh. hit me. What's all the stuff well, that I need I to do? I made know? a video about it. You know, so you oh, decided no. to go to Evo. One you know, the first the main tip of advice is when you get to Las Vegas, go someplace and buy yourself a big packet of water. Number one, no, that's the number one advice. So before you get to your hotel, buy yourself like a 24 pack of water, because once you get to the casino and you get thirsty, hey, I'd like one bottle of water. They'll be like, all right, sir. Thank you. That'll be twenty six dollars. <laughs> you know, it's not like twenty six dollars, but it's like, you know, no. it's, a, it's like six dollars or five dollars <laughs> a bottle, you know, and you can't get water at the hotel. You know, there's there's ice. And, <laughs> you know, the number one rule is. Bring water because, you know, you try to go someplace and it's 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 expensive. You know, it, it, it'll save you some money, you know, but um, let's see. Like Evo is um, and like another thing, man, it's it's turned into a convention, too. So bring bring some money because there's art. There's cool things to get fight sticks. And it's now it's 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 merged into now not just a spectator sport into like where you can buy cool things, you know, mm. um, like collectibles and stuff and so forth. And there's artist alley and it's, it's really turning into oh. another thing too. So, um, it's, it's super cool, but, um, that let's see. Roommates are always good too. I always talk about, you know, roommates help because, um, you know, the hotels get, they're a little more, they actually got cheaper this year, but I'd say yeah. roommates are cool because then you got partners to like do casuals with or something like that. Um, salty sweets. Salty sweets and stuff. You know, if you're, um, let's see, what other major advice? Um, hang out with me because we'll be, we'll be partying. We'll be going out in the strip and getting drinks and so forth. And, uh, you know, nurse Courtney's there. She's from Vegas and she works uh, a lot of the, uh, the clubs and the events and, you know, like, uh, just hang out with me. We'll go walk around all the strip, have drinks, go to the clubs and have fun. And uh, you know, that's going to be dope. Games. It's a lot of fun. Like every year I try to get back to the community and, you know, we're going to this bar and I'm buying everybody drinks. So I've done it. <laughs> you know, I have my special technique. You know, they have these beers and they're very inexpensive, but that's a good way for me to buy a bunch of people some beers and hang out and just talk about things and so forth. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing I'm super excited about. I mean, I've dreamt about going to Evo. Yeah. Like I've been like once, especially once Evo got like super huge when they had the crazy stage oh, yeah. dab on Sunday and all that stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be madness uh, being able to go in there. Um, I want to shift gears again because one of the things that we both uh, hold in common besides loving 
video games and loving fighting games especially is mm-hmm. our love of MK. Yeah. I am super excited about and really, really yeah. happy about MK11. Yeah. Like I have been I, I, I tried to grind on on X mm-hmm. and, and nine and felt like I was starting to do well and then fell off, right? Because you know, you have that weird like space where you especially for us, because we 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 cover a lot of games and oh, we yeah. check out a bunch exactly. of stuff throughout it's the tough. year. It's super tough to get good, right? Mm-hmm. MK eleven has kept me up to like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning on multiple nights in the lab trying to get good. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the current state of the game and, and, and how everything has kind of been rolling out so far? Like, what are your thoughts about MK11 right yeah, now in its current know, state? And in the beginning, we're not, I'm not going to lie, we were a little kind of scared. Like it, when we played it early on, it was a bit slower and like the combos weren't as big. So um, like when we went... Um, when but then the more and more we got our hands on it and we got to appreciate it a lot more like you know it was more about footsies and like more about spacing and i'm like okay you know what this was cool like in the beginning like i don't know you know it's kind of weird i i miss running up and going and just going ham on people but then now it's like more it is more of a dance but there's still uh a really a, a good flow to it like you know it's it's i don't know it was like we were worried but at the end like i have a lot of fun with it and i think it's taught me to be a better player because Mm. i was just i played molina i just played brain dead and offensive and now it's taught me to like slow my game down you know don't jump so much uh you know try to backdash and space more and everything and i think now that I've had it, you know, now I've gone back to X a couple of times and I'm like, oh, snap, I find myself um, playing a lot smarter. And I think that's what I really like about it now. It's it it made me slow down and think a lot more because before I was, you know, Molina, I'm just going to rush defense. What's that? You know, so, yeah, I, I like it. It feels like a more cerebral game, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like people who are, you know, kind of getting into the space for the first time with this being maybe their first MK have to learn a lot differently than the way that we were kind of running through the first three games, right? Where, or first two games, I should say, what do you think is the biggest change that you feel new players or folks who are not even new players, but folks who are coming to 11, um, that they have to unlearn now that they just kind of just randomly did before. Like what's the summit? Because there's a lot of mechanics as too, yeah. uh, as well. That's in there. Uh, unlearn. It's like, um, for sure because like aggressiveness uh you know it is still there but now like um now there's a lot more like i said there's thinking more now going on like now you just can't go in there and do all the things you do because now someone will be you know patient and um i think you know you have to learn a lot more patience because mkx wasn't about patience it was about going in and doing as much pressure and now it's like about really learning the character really learning the string okay there's my time to punish i can step back a little bit more and think a little bit more and that's one thing i have to respect about mk is every time they do something different and it might scare some people it might uh not go over well but they always do something different and they always have to reinvent themselves and i think that's what's 
been so amazing about it. I, like I said, at first we were like, ah, I don't know. And now like, <laughs> we're like, dang, okay, it does work. You know, it's, 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 it's so cool. And I just had so much fun playing and thinking more, you know, like, I'm mm. like, dang, you know, I, I could backdash and I can catch them with this counter and stuff like that. And I, that to me has been like the most fun uh, now with 11 is really m- more putting more thoughts into the way I play and into defense, because that was one thing I was really always bad at was always defense. I, um, you know, especially, you know, now you're like, man, I got to know this string is very unsafe. So I got to change it up and I, I, I got to give it up 10 K for that, you know, just yeah. changing it up. And, you know, because a lot of times I think people like, you know, some people would have been like, man, if they just made it like MK 11, there's would have been some people that were, would have been happy. But I think what they did was a bold choice and it was really good. Yeah. I feel like the, the stuff that Netherrealm has done in the past year, besides just the game itself, right? The way that they've marketed the game, the way that they've kind of showcased the, the characters with the, with the combat casts mm-hmm. that they've done have been, have been even better than they, what they've done before. What's, what's it been like to kind of get cool with the folks from Netherrealm? I know we talked a little bit about, um you getting to meet and i was super yeah. jealous about this yeah you getting to hang with ed boone dude and and hanging out with those folks like what's it been to be able to kind of get cool with some of the folks who are making the game that you that you love it it blows my mind it, it honestly it, it it still hasn't like you know it's still like i'm like man like it's it, it, it like it's kind of crazy because like i said this game was so influential in my life it's like the reason why i'm in your video games the reason why i wanted to do video games and um you know especially looking you know like at ed ed was like you know and i had a love to uh, john tobias too because john tobias was the artist um you know in the first three games and along the co-creator too so i've never met john tobias but you know if i do i would probably be like oh my goodness man like you know um, it would be so amazing. But, you know, I got to meet uh, Daniel Pazina. I got to meet oh, wow. like a lot of the actors of the original man and like meeting these guys. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because when we went to um, when we went to Galloping Ghosts, you know, uh, the doc is like, dude, I'm going to call some people. And, you know, he called. Uh, we got to meet like uh, Jax, you know. Um, what? Yeah. The uh, John Parrish. Yo, we got to meet John way. Parrish. And the dude was yoked. The dude was bigger than he was when he did mk2 he was yammed up i was like yo we saw i think his name is philip the the original actor for shang sung in part two because he called them on man and then you know they've they've heard of us and they knew so i was like oh my goodness that was like to me that was like meeting you know like a super fan meeting justin bieber so like i'm meeting these guys that put together this game is just like Oh my goodness, man! And and the whole thing too. Like I, I made the video about uh, you know getting this this letter and you know having it addressed to me. And um, I think it goes back to what you're saying of me branching out and building my own mm-hmm. brand and everything like that. You know, to get this letter because they, you know, a few years ago, like oh, you know, like oh, I, I already thought like oh, that's for Max. You know, this letter's to Max, but I want to pick it up and like yo, Max, look here's the thing. And then getting this letter in my name, and I'm like. Oh my goodness, man. Like this is, you know, it, it, it was one of like, I, I still feel like, you know, like 12 and 13 year old Kenny and getting that is just, you know, it's been one of the biggest, like, ah, uh, man, like honors in my life, you know, because 
it's it's such a it's been such a big part of my life and now it's like you know ed boone i went i was at e3 and i went to the Fortnite party all right and uh, ed was walking there with uh and, and i was like yo and he's ed turned around I was, yo kenny hey what's up and you know <laughs> comes in for like the hug and i'm like you know like never in my life growing up would i've ever thought like you know i'd be like you know get the cool bro handshake hug with Ed Boone and stuff like that, man. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, you know, it, it's like, it, it still doesn't hit you, you know? And then like, you know, he followed me on Twitter, you know, but, and, and it's like, man, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's, a, it's such a trip, man. It is, it's so cool, but that's like, I guess, you know, my, my dedication and love, you know, finally paid off, you know? And it, it like I said, like, it is, it's just so cool that I started doing my own thing and then, you know, there's, there was recognition for it, you know, like getting this letter, you know, being cool with Ed Boone, but still like, you know, <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> One yeah. of the things um, that we do here uh, at Spawn on Me is we, we try to spotlight people of color in the gaming industry. We've been doing that for about almost six years now. Yeah. And that's One what of the I really I appreciate in... about this podcast, which is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I Super appreciate that. And one of the, one of the first, I mean, I knew of your work before, but I, when yeah. I saw that Twitch was giving you a lot of love, I remember there was a, they had brought you down to have a discussion about being a person of color in the gaming industry and being in that, in that uh, part of the uh, part of the community. Wanted, before we go, cause we have yeah. like maybe five minutes Ooh, left. Okay. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what, what that means in, in, for you and, and representation and, and how that Ooh. kind of, has spoken to you in, in, in ways. For sure, for sure. And that's a topic I really wanted to talk about. For me, growing up, representation has been, is like one of the most important things for me in my life. Like, and it goes even, like I, I think about, it goes even before Yo! Video Games. It goes back to like way back in the day to like even when my dad was young. Like it goes like to like Sammy Davis Jr., right? Like having the Rat Pack, right? And then all of a sudden having Sammy Davis Jr., having the African-American in there, you know, going to Vegas, selling out shows and that like, you know, man, you know, he was a part of that. Right. And it goes later on to like TV, to seeing heroes. And then later on in video games for a while, there wasn't a lot. And, I, and to me, my biggest memories, you know, growing up as a kid, some people don't get it. And but like, you know, I remember playing MK1 and then MK2 and I've seen Jax. I'm like, yo, dude, there's this black guy, Jax. And he's like super big and buff. And like, I'm like, that's so cool. I remember talking about that. And um, and then I remember, you know, like seeing Eddie Gordo for the first time, you know, I'm part Brazilian, have Venezuela, and then seeing a character that is not just a very stereotypical archetype, seeing Eddie Gordo just being this awesome character with a lot of attitude. And that's not like, I'm not a boxer, I'm not a kickboxer. And, and it was like, and to me, representation has been just so important. And I think it's, it's important to a lot of people. And some people, kind of don't get it like oh what's the big deal and so but to me like growing up and seeing somebody like in that position or like even if it's a, a video game it just means a lot it's just like wow you know it's it's so cool and now like um you know with your video games and and now we have this it's a multicultural thing you know we have steve we got me and like the, the group and i think that ha they, they, a lot of people we, we go and they're like oh man it's so cool you know like that this the, the group is multicultural. I have a lot of people from South America and Brazil and, you know, all over. And it, and it, I think it's, 
it's so important, like, you know, to see someone that looks like you doing something cool and doing something that you'd love to do. And, you know, whether it be whether you're making games, whether in a comic book, whether in a fighting game. And it's, you know, now, you know, before you had Barack Obama, you know, you had the president. Yeah. And now, you know, there's some kid out there that I can do that. And that means a lot. So I think um, and as someone now as representing that, like, I want to try to have that positivity and have that, you know, image and, you know, and put it out there, you know, like uh, positivity. And I think to me, like, it's always been important. That's like one of my number one things. And it just makes me happy when I, uh, I see something, uh, someone, you know, like of a, of a color or a different race do something. And, you know, it's, it's cool. And it's, it's, it warms my heart. Well, that's a, I think that's yeah. a perfect place to end it yeah. for this episode. Kenny, fam, like seriously, no joke. It has been a pleasure to get to know you in the past couple of weeks, fam. Thank you, thank you, man. I root Likewise. for you all the time. I, 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 I love the energy that you bring. You bring something very special to this video game space and to the FGC especially. Yeah. And it's been fantastic, fantastic, fantastic to see you grow. Thank you, And man. if there's anything that we could do, to help you do that, man, you we know, are always down to help yeah, you. Yeah, we, we had some good me. discussions, you know, just walking down the streets of San Francisco uh, about yeah. that, you know, and it's super cool, man. And, you know, I, I just want to continue to to grow and and help this community grow and help. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and move up and move everyone with me, you know. Word. Before yeah. I let you go, Yo. give the folks at home. Uh, all your social media business, where they can find you, where they can find your work and, and all the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's at Unruly and that's pretty much on everything. So it's U-N-R-O-O-O-L-I-E and that's on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and uh, even on Facebook. You can keep up with me there and I, I post a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm working on it. I don't know how stream teams work. I started a stream team. <laughs> I'm trying to do stuff where I can help boost the community and people that are trying to come up and stream as much as I can. You know, I'm not a big million follower dude, but you know, maybe I can give some people an extra push and I'm working on it, but it's that that's at the uh, unruly mob and I'm trying to help out up and coming streamers and, you know, it doesn't they have to be fighting game people. And I'm trying to do that to the best of my knowledge without knowing I'll talk to some people who's run some stream teams before as well. So yeah, that's where you can find me at unruly. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Again, thank you so much for coming through tonight. We had a blast. Yo, thank you, everybody here in Podcast quick. Land. Every, yeah, I mean, it went so fast. It yeah. went so fast. Uh, thank you, everybody here in Podcast Land and in Twitch Land for coming through tonight. As always, much love to you all. It's always a pleasure doing shows for y'all and making sure that you all have the dopest cats in your Twitch feeds, <laughs> on your streams that we can provide and get you together with. So until then... We will see you in a bit. We'll see you next week. This has been episode 300. 300. I can't believe it's been that Woo. many joints. Nice. Congratulations, uh, man. Thank you. Thank you, fam. I appreciate it. We will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. The Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland Radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say peace.